0: good morning good morning Good morning. all right anybody glad to be in the house today thank you to pastor Dave who stepped in at the last minute last week because I was sick and I'm so thankful that that he stepped up like he did VBS Sundays I don't know about you but I've enjoyed it I've enjoyed and thankful for all the people that's helped prepare food uh, each and every week and put out slides and just all the stuff that we've done. And it was just a unique experience to do it, right? So we've never done that in the 13 years that we've been here. I mean, we've had Bible school camps and those type of things. But this year we said, let's do it on Sundays so that everybody can participate. And so that's why you see the flags. And we went old school. We've never, I don't think we've ever said the pledge in here in 13 years. And so I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed it. And so today is it being the VBS Sunday's finale we're gonna have a little bit of fun, okay? We we'll have a little bit of fun, and is that okay to have fun in church? Okay, you'll get your word, but we're gonna have fun getting it. How about that? All right, because I don't like to be bored anyway. Matter of fact, and thank you so much to Shelly. Shelly's got all kind of Tupperware out there for the kids. These little lunch boxes and cups, and uh, y'all be sure and shop Shelly's Tupperware, whatever she calls her company. I don't know Tupperware. By Shelly. <laughs> but anyway, here's what I want to do real quick. And so the music can fade down, you guys. Thank you so much, praise team. Uh, just looking at what we have behind us, just looking at, at this back here. And nobody sit down just yet. Everybody just right standing. And I want to know who can take a guess because each week we've been doing lessons that you are to know, right? But we've tried to show you stuff that maybe you didn't know. Or maybe that you didn't learn in VBS, but today's story is going to be a familiar story, and I'm just wondering. Let's let a kid win. How about that? What kid in here can look at what we have going on back here and give me an idea? What where you think I'm coming from this week? Anybody? Raise your hand. I'll let you take a guess. A kid, <laughs> not just a kid at heart. Anybody? Any kids? Anywhere? It says you got somebody who wants to guess? Guess it. Just holler it out if you know it. Jericho, congratulations. Come down and get your prize. Jim, Jim, if you'll run that back to him. All right. Yeah, that's where we're going, and I just wanted to see. But here's what we're going to do. I want to keep you alert today. So we're going to do something else a little bit different. I'm going to put up the Scripture for us today. And when I pause, I want you to read the next couple words to go with the Scripture. Now, we're going to practice with an easy one that everybody knows because this way we're going to stay alert. We're going to have a little Bible school fun, okay? So if I said, for God so loved Okay, let's try one more time because it was like the world. Right, we're gonna try one more time. For God so loved. Okay. That he gave it, and then I would go into it and keep going. So anytime I stop, you read the next couple words that make sense. that make sense? Okay, Jericho, chapter number six, beginning in verse number one, I'm gonna read through five, and then we'll skip down to verse number ten. So if we'll get that up. Okay. Now, watch what the Bible says. Now Jericho was securely. Ooh, y'all a little salty. <laughs> mm. Maybe that wasn't a good place to stop. <laughs> y'all do want me to preach today, right? Okay, just make sure. Because the children of Israel, <laughs> because of the children, of Israel, none went out, and none. And the Lord said to Joshua, "See, I have given Jericho under your hand, its king and the mighty men of valour. You shall." Okay. All you men of war, you shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark. You shall go around the city once. Oh, sorry, I messed this up. You shall <laughs> you shall march around the city. All you men of war, you shall go around the city. Okay, sorry about that. You shall do it. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city and the priest shall blow the trumpets. It came to pass, verse number 5, it came to pass, it shall come to pass when they make a loud, long blast with the ram's horn. (laughs) Do it again. Verse number five, it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. (laughs) He did it so well in the back, I promise. All right, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall with the then the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up every man straight Before him. Verse number 10. Go down. Now Joshua had commanded the people saying, you shall not not shout shout or make any noise noise with your voice. Nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, shout. And then you shall Shout. shout. You may be seated all over the house today. I've got this thought process I want to go with today. Zip it. Okay, maybe it'd be better if I just said, be quiet. Okay, how about the kids today? Shut it down. <laughs> right? Let's, let's, let's shut it down. You ever thought about it? Maybe the best thing you could do is be quiet. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you, your mouth has slammed more doors than, ever, than the devil ever thought about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, your mouth. Listen, your mouth has blocked more miracles than all your haters put together. (laughs) Listen, your mouth, your mouth has detoured more opportunities than all of your enemies. It wasn't them. It was you. (laughs) It was you. So let me just be more specific. It was your mouth. It was your mouth. Look at your name and tell them, "Zip zip it. Zip it. Did you notice that in the scriptures in verse number 10? Verse number 10 tells us that there was a time to shout and there was a time to be quiet. Matter of fact, that's what Solomon told us. Solomon told us in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse number 7 that there's a time to speak and a time to be be quiet and a time to be... So the word for today is, ready, put it up, zip it. Zip it. The word for today is zip it. Matter of fact, some of y'all probably need to have a T-shirt made so you can remind yourself when you get home... (laughs) that I probably ought to look to your neighbor and tell them, zip it. I probably ought to zip it. Listen, you can do yourself a favor today and zip it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. God, thank you for laughter in this house. God, I pray that you would move in a powerful way. Speak to our hearts today in a way that only you can. In Jesus' name. hmm Y'all feel the awkwardness of the silence? Some of you couldn't even sit here quiet, right? Lynn's a school teacher. She can't even sit here. <laughs> can't even sit here quiet. Maybe we avoid the silence because you're afraid you're going to hear your own thoughts. Listen, maybe, maybe, just maybe we avoid the, the silence because we're afraid of what we may possibly hear. Listen, the story of Joshua that I want to share with you today was about God's strategy. Watch this. For him and for them to win. That was it. Watch this. Now, you're going to miss it because I'm going to say it again. The story of Joshua was about God's strategy for him and them to win. Now, let's just be honest. Everybody likes to win. Everybody likes. I'm going to say it again. Everybody likes to likes to win. Listen, I don't believe there's anybody here that says, I don't think I want to win. Everybody likes to win. Listen, I have been on the school board for 19 years, going on 20 years. I can't even believe it's been that long. But as I, as I think about it, I, that means that in 19 years, I've had to run five times, right? So elected official, your name goes on the ballot. Listen, I didn't put my name out there to lose. <laughs> Matter of fact, it's even it's even more exciting when somebody runs against you because you think I don't think so <laughs> nah you are not uh, you are not beating me at this I'm, I'm just can I be real with you today <laughs> it, it just ha- matter of fact I'll be honest with you when you are campaigning and you are running and some of you so helped me so much when I was running uh, the two times that I had opposition I only had opposition twice in, in 20 years so that's pretty pretty good I believe for my for my record but listen I didn't put my name out there to lose I put my name out there to win. Right? And so, and so when somebody runs against you, and it's just interesting, and unless you've ever had your name on the ballot, the way everybody's going to be talking about you losing, you don't really understand what I'm fixing to say to you. But when you're running a campaign and you're, 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 you're trying to win, it's almost like you forget what you're even doing. Listen, because you want to win so bad. I mean, you know, at this point, it is like, no, no, I cannot lose this. I mean, so you go going to Walmart just to speak to people. Well, right now, I don't even want to go to Walmart because I have to speak to people. You know what I'm saying? But when you're in a campaign, just, be honest. My wife ran for town council twice, and she'll tell you. She says, you know what? Once I got into this thing, it was like, no, I got to win this thing. You know, it was like, it was like you know, oh, fun. I put my name on the ballot, and I might be on town council. And it's like, no, I got to win because everybody, listen, everybody likes to win. Nobody wants to lose. And I want to let you know today there is nothing wrong with wanting to win. Because if some of you with your little halos on the swing. thing, oh past trying to win and want to win something. There's nothing wrong. Listen, there is nothing wrong with wanting to win. Landon's team, the, the American Legion Post, last week won the state championship for the state of South Carolina. And we're really excited about it. And guess what? We're going to spend two days this week in Asheboro. And I'm telling you, Landon, I am not going up there for you to lose. You know, what I, listen, I am not going up there to watch you lose. No, I'm going up there to watch you win I'm going up there and I want you to do everything in your power to make sure you win because we're going to spend money we're going to spend gas and it's going to take my time you know what you don't do all that because you want to lose you do it because you want to help me because you want to win we are in it to win it and I want you to understand something there's nothing wrong with enjoying winning let there's nothing wrong with it. Matter of fact, if you are a child of God, you should have a winning spirit on the inside of you. <laughs> you do know we serve a victorious God. Uh, listen, you do know we serve a God uh, that wins. You do know we serve a God that has never lost a battle. I'm telling you, listen, I'm telling you, when God shows up, he shows up uh, to win. He shows up to win. Matter of fact, let's watch this video. Lynn dim the lights. Hit that video and watch this song because God has never lost a battle. A battle and some of you might need to be reminded of it this morning. Watch this. You can do all means Cause you never lost a battle. No, you never lost a battle. And I Come on, worship the Lord with it. Watch this, right now. need to be reminded of that this morning he's never he's never lost a battle and can i tell you he's not starting today listen he's not starting now he's never he's never somebody needs to get that in your spirit he has never lost a battle and i just felt like we needed to be reminded of that because what we need to understand as a child of god if he wins we win come on folks if he wins uh, we win look you never tell him i win Oh, come on. I dare you to stand at your feet and high five five people. Tell them, I won. I won. Act like you just won the billion dollar lottery last night and tell somebody, I won. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I won. I won. I won. We were created in his image and in his likeness, and his image is a victorious God. And guess what? God wants you to win. He wants you to win. I don't understand these religions that teach that God wants you to mope around and act like you ain't got nothing and act not like you ain't, that, that, that you're just having it rubbed and that things ain't going well. Really, that's the God you serve? No, no, no. The God I serve is victorious God who has never lost a battle, who when he wins, I win. Somebody ought to slap your neighbor again Tell he wins, I win. Come on time. When he wins, I win. And guess what? He is cool with you winning. He is okay with you winning. He is good with us winning. He's good with us being great. Come on, I'm going to say it one more time. Listen, he is good with you being great. Listen, he is good with you winning. Y'all remember when the disciples were carrying on and they were arguing and and they were fussing and they were fighting over who was the greatest? Because I ain't hating on that. And guess what? Jesus wasn't either. Look, Jesus didn't get on them about that. He said, wait a minute, pastor. I I think he did. Y'all better read your Bible. No, he didn't. Listen, Jesus did not get on them for wanting to win. Jesus did not get on them for wanting to be great. He didn't get on them because they wanted to be the best or that they wanted to be the first. What he did is he told them, let me teach you how to do it. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be great in my kingdom, let me show you how to do it. God says, because I want you to win. I want you to be great. You just got to know how to do it. And so God has a strategy for greatness. Oh, come on, somebody. Listen, God has a strategy. And, matter of fact, that's the reason we mess it up. We get messing with His strategy. Listen, we mess up the winning in our life because we don't understand His strategy. But God has a strategy. And so He taught them. He taught the disciples when they back, oh, who's going to be great and this is going to be He didn't say, oh, y'all need to quit that. I don't want either one of y'all to be great. No, He said, here's what I want you to do. Don't you to understand? To go high, you got to go low. Oh, time out, Jesus. (laughs) I need a strategy to be great. I want a strategy to be win. He's like, yeah, yeah, here's a strategy. To go up, you got to go down. You do know the Bible says he left the splendor of heaven. I ain't talking about the yellow packs. I'm talking about the splendor of heaven. And he came what? He came down to earth. Listen, he left the royalties of heaven. He was living in royalty with God, and he left all that to come down as a lowly person he became poor oh, y'all know the old song he became poor that I may be rich he came down and got, listen the king of all kings the lord of all lords washed stank feet yeah. listen you know why because he was trying to model the strategy for greatness and he was trying to teach us that the strategy for his greatness is opposite from this world's madness Listen, it's total opposite. It's total opposite of the way the world sees it. Because, see, the world will tell you, the world will tell you to push them down so you'll get pushed up. Yeah, yeah. See, the world will tell you, listen, take them out so you can go in. The world will tell you it don't matter who you step on to climb the ladder. But God says, no, 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 no. That is not my strategy. That is not my strategy for greatness. matter of fact, his strategy for greatness is opposite of that. Of the world, and he modeled his entire life. He modeled it, and so I believe even in the story of Jericho, God is trying to show us the strategy. Watch this for victory that is already ours. <laughs> Y'all pick that up next week. But why? God is trying to show us the strategy for the victory that is already. Ah, I, I, it makes me think of an old song: "Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine." I told Satan to get thee behind, cause victory today is mine. Listen, God wants to show us the strategy. I, you got to get this. God wants us to show us the strategy of the victory that's already yours. God, you better get this I, Y'all didn't get it on that side. Let me see. If y'all, God, can I help y'all back here? God wants to show you the strategy for the victory that is already Ooh, that is already yours for the strategy that has already been won. Look what he said in Joshua, chapter number 6. And the Lord said to Joshua, y'all help me. What's the word? See, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of... Did y'all say that? I have given. Well, hold on, time out a minute. There ain't no war started. <laughs> we out here looking at this big old wall and trying to figure this thing out. And you said saying, I have Given. I'm going to read it again. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho. Listen, no arrows have been launched. No grenades have been thrown. No bullets have been shot. And God is talking in a past tense about a future battle. He said, I have already given. Now, I don't know who needs that this morning, but that's good news for somebody that's in a fight. Ooh, I need to tell somebody, if you're gonna duplicate and replicate the image of God, then you need to get into your spirit that you serve a victorious God. Therefore, you are a victorious child of God, and the battle is already won. Somebody ought to pick that up while I'm laying it down. Now, this morning, listen, you are not fighting a battle for victory. Come on, I want you to get this. The victory is already yours you are not fighting a battle for victory you are fighting for God's strategy and how you're gonna win the victory that's all ready it's already yours it's all I have given he said I've already given it to you but I want you to notice something because right before that God said put verse number two up for me real quick Verse number two look what the Bible says and the Lord said to Joshua somebody help me with that word okay that's weak and the Lord said to Joshua and, and the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king, the mighty men of value. Notice he said to see. Now, I get to think, I'm like, Joshua, I'm like, see. Yeah, I see all right. I see a wall. Yeah, yeah. See, Lord. See what, this big old the big old wall that you got me standing in front of. Oh, oh, I see. And God's like, no, no, you're seeing with your natural eye. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, God's not telling us there won't be obstacles in life. But that's when we look with our natural eye. Listen, Joshua probably stood there and said, oh, I see the huge wall. I hear the army that is behind the wall. I see the obstacle that is out of my control. And God's like, nah, you are seeing them in the natural. And I need to teach us today to look in the super. Natural. Come on, I'm going to help us that. I need to help us see it. Because when you see in the supernatural, then you will see the victory that is already yours. Come on, somebody. Listen, you'll see the victory that's already ours. But we got to stop seeing with the natural eye. Because, listen, let's just talk real humanistic right now. Even pastor, listen, we'll be looking in the natural eye. And we're like, God, this don't look like it's going to work out. God, this that I'm fa- facing, it just it, it's crazy. And, I'm listen, I'm not making light of it. Because what you may be facing right now, guess what? It's real. Listen, it's really there. It was not that there was not a wall there. There was a wall there. And I'm not that, but that's looking in the that's looking in the natural eye. And I really believe God had me stop by this way to tell you, stop looking at things in the natural and start looking with your supernatural spiritual eyeballs. Come on, somebody. God said, listen, stop looking at it in the natural. Listen, stop. Joshua would have got down at that wall and began whining and crying if he had stuck. But he said, wait a minute. I, I noticed something. God said, God said, I have given you well, I mean it ain't it ain't fault yet but see I have given. so that made Joshua go from looking in the natural to looking in the supernatural oh matter of fact let me help you today you need to zip it so you can see in the supernatural because I'm gonna tell you something when you start running your mouth I'm helping myself when we start running our mouth we see everything in the natural but if we'll zip it if we'll shut it down I ain't using the words y'all use. I'm shame on y'all. I got the kids in here this morning. (laughs) If you shut it down, listen, shut down what's in the natural and turn up the victory. Listen, turn up what's already, oh, come on. Can I go on and prophesy to somebody today? The battle that you are fighting is already... Listen, I know you have struggled and worried. I know it kept you up two or three nights this week. But God sent me this way to tell you that you ain't got to fight it. He's already fought it. Listen, he is not trying to teach you how to get the strategy for the victory because the victory is already won. He's just showing you the strategy for greatness that he is trying to give us in the victory that is already won for us. I have given it to you. You, come on, you ought to go on and prophesy to yourself. I've been given the victory. Come on, I pat myself. Oh, if you're struggling with something this morning, I'd prophesy over my own body and say, I have been given the victory. And all you got to do is walk in what is already yours. Listen, you got to learn to walk in what is already yours. Now, let's be honest. That makes a cute sermon. Mm -hmm, Makes a good shout. Woo, y'all right there with me. Boom. But it's a lot harder when you're the one looking at the wall. Listen, it's, a, it's a lot harder when, when you're seeing what is before you. Yes, it's a good Sunday, shout. But it hits different on, on Monday when you write by yourself. But guess what? I'm going to help you with it today. <laughs> I, I got three little steps, and I'm going to help you with it today. I'm going to help me uh, with it today. I'm going to give you all three real quick. Watch this. Three little steps to the process of finding the strategy, the plan, to the victory that's already this already ours. Watch this. Number one, you gotta realize God has promised. That's the first thing, right? We're gonna look at all three, but I'm gonna give them to you at the very beginning. You you gotta realize God has promised. Somebody write this down. God has given. And number three is you got to learn to possess what God has promised and what God has given. Who can I work this for about five minutes? Okay, it's gonna take about ten. Listen, help me with it today. Somebody shout promised. Somebody shout given. Somebody shout possess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. God has promised. God has given now you got to learn how to possess it. Listen, it is one thing for me to stand here today and talk about the promises of God. Listen, it's easy to stand here and do it. It's easy to come in here on Sunday morning and get all hyped when we talk about the promises of, of God and say, "It would kind of be like this." Let me illustrate it for you. It would kind of be like if 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 I was going to give a house away. And ain't anybody need a house? Anybody Need a house? Okay, let's just say, okay, we'll do it right here. She's like, speak over me, Pastor. (laughs) Listen, we'll go ahead and do it. Listen, it's one thing for me to say that that I'm going to give you a house. Now, if I really came up here and I said, guess what? Since you said you needed it, I got you a house. Look, she's excited. She's like, oh, yes, yes, Lord. Praise the Lord. She's already excited. And guess what? We shout because all I had to do was make the promise. That's that's all I had to do. This is all not for real, so don't get too excited. But because I made the promise and because she trusts her pastor, if this was not an illustration and this is solely an illustration, so I'm going to be clear, you can shout over the promise. And it's easy to do that. It's easy to come in here and for me to give you the promise and for you to get all excited and for you to shout about it. But it's a lot different when all of a sudden i got to do the giving part. The the promise has been spoken, but now you're like, okay, now where's my house? I want you to give me my my house. And so what we got to do, if I'm going to give her the house, and then, then we got to get some lawyers involved. Because what I got to do is now I got to switch the deed from my name over to, to her name. And so once I do that and once I go see the lawyers and I get all that done, she's now got a deed. It has been given, right? I made the promise, set it up here. I went to the lawyer. We worked it out. All of a sudden, you have now been given. But guess what? You can't sleep on a deed. I'm serious. You can't watch TV in a deed but but we have gone from being promised to being given but what we got to do is now we got to go to possess it. In other words she's going to say to me you know pastor I appreciate the promise of the house. I, I even appreciate you going to the lawyer and getting him to switch the deed. I really appreciate the fact that the courthouse stamped it and recorded it at the courthouse but pastor where my key? <laughs> where my key because we got to go, go from the promise to being given that you got to give me what I can possess. I got to have the key. So I want to talk about that. You remember when Oprah did that? You remember when Oprah gave everybody a car in the audience? Y'all remember that? Said, everybody gets a car. You got a video. Play, play a piece of that video. Watch everybody it. in the audience, now listen to me carefully. Watch, listen. Is being given a special package, and I don't want you to open it. Here comes again. Do not open it. Cameras are on. Stop right so not- there. They excited. She just made a promise. They might, they might be a crumble cookie in that box, right? but they're already excited because she got a promise and it's coming and they're gonna hand it and they're gonna give it, keep playing. Not open until I tell you. All right, open Turn your Turn it boxes. up. Open your boxes, one, two, three. Oh, now listen to the difference. The call. Did you see the difference? I got are like, oh, we got a little box. She's probably got a crumble cookie or bunk cake or something in it. And praise the Lord, I like them. Drop them off anytime. <laughs> like, oh, praise the Lord. Send them in my favor. Oh, praise the Lord. And everybody's clapping. But when they opened it up and she got the promise, they were giving the box the next time. But all of a sudden, when they finally got what was in the box, they got the key. They got the key to what she had promised. They went crazy, right? Oprah, if you are watching, stop by free worship and we'll get some cars. Oh, wait, but we're gonna need your help to do that. But I'm just saying, I mean, just just think about it. But did you see the difference in the level of their excitement just over the promise, what was given in the box, and then when they actually did it. Now I want to talk to the church just a minute because listen, we are good about shouting over the promises. Ooh, we'll sing standing on the promise. We'll sing it, right? We get all some people do, they get excited about it. Listen. It's easy to shout over the promises. Matter of fact, there's over three thousand in here, and all I gotta do is pick one, and I can get you to your feet. I'm being, let's just be honest. I'm being honest because it's really easy to shout about. It's really easy to shout about the promise. It's easy, and it makes a cute little sermon, and it makes everybody feel really good. But the problem is, most church people don't possess the promises that I get you shouting about on Sunday. Listen, there's where the problem is. We get excited about the promises. We get, a, we get into a, a, a room of people that get excited and get worked up and high-five one another. I won, I won. Y'all ain't won nothing. Y'all, y'all haven't. I, I, I won. And you ain't even won nothing, but you get excited, and we get hyped here because it is a, a promise. But here's what I want to do. I want to teach you how to possess what has been promised to us. Take peace, for example. Listen, I can stand here today and I can pray over you and I can speak peace and I can say, hey, Jesus said, peace I give unto you. Not as the world give, give I unto you. Then he says, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Jesus said, I got a peace for you. And Listen, I can, I'm telling you, I go to the right church. Tell the truth, ain't I? I go to the right church. I can have them right on their feet about peace, peace, but come Monday they all stressed down and worried. Yeah. Yeah, right. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. You were shouting about the peace promise on Sunday, but you got to work on Monday and you fell apart. You know why? Because you did not possess what I preached about the promise. Y'all got to get this today. So you got to understand, we got to begin to possess. Listen, we got to take this stuff and we got to use it in our life. We got to take this stuff and not only let it be a cute sermon on Sunday, but we got to take it and we got to possess the peace that God has promised to give in each one of us. Let's look at the story of Joshua. Listen, Joshua was the only one that was told to play him. I didn't realize that. All these times time I've been learning in Bible school, Joshua is the only one. The rest of them that was with him, they had to take it day by day. They did. They learned each day what was going to happen. So just imagine it with me because Joshua had this army. He had all these Israelites, all the children, massive people, and they all armed up and they all suited up. And, man, they probably got their gear and they're ready to go in and they're ready to take this wall and take this city. And they're asking Joshua, Joshua, what are we are going to do? We're going to march. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna walk around the city. But here's what I need you: I need you to zip it and walk. And they're probably like, "Okay, we've been hanging with Joshua about six chapters now. I mean, you know, just keep it. We've been hanging with Joshua for about six chapters now, and so far he's shown us. I you, know, you see in chapter three how to see departed. And okay, okay, Joshua probably knows what he's talking about, guys. Let's just do let's do what Joshua says. And so they walk, right? Well, day two comes on They say, "Hi, right, Joshua. Whew, what we're we gonna do? Ready? We're gonna go in. We're gonna take it." Now let's do what we did yesterday. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just walk. Just walk. Okay. Can you imagine on the third day, they're like, okay, whew, made this journey. This is day three. All right, Joshua, what are we going to do? We're gonna, we ready. I'm going to take them. I mean, I brought my artillery. I'm, shh. Just walk. Shh. Don't, don't say a word. Just walk. And so each day they came to get the instructions from Joshua. And I imagine some of them on the third day, I'm just you, they're human now. I imagine someone said, Joshua, we, we walked for 40 years in the wilderness. How many times are we going to walk this wall? 40? How many years? I mean, going, how long is this going to go on for now? We, we, I mean, we've been. But listen, there's a difference in walking 40 years in disobedience yeah. and walking seven days in obedience. Big, 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 big difference. Big difference in that. And so Joshua probably had to give him a little pep talk. Come, everybody gather up. Look. There's a difference in why you've been walking, okay? That, that was Moses' mess. I, Moses, my servant, is not the Moses, the servant, he's not dead. We're doing seven days. We're going to do seven days. Y'all just keep walking. So here, what's, what's the point, Pastor? Listen, maybe you on day four. Listen, maybe, maybe you on day four, and I don't know who this is for, but and God's just asking you to keep walking. Listen, God is asking you to keep walking, and you don't see any evidence of what you're looking for. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to think about it like that. You are on day four, and God's saying, I need you to just stick with what I've told you. Just, right, just stick with what I've told you. I need yeah. you to keep the faith. Listen, but God, I'm not seeing anything. Shh. I need you to keep tithing. But God, I need, to, shh. I need you to keep coming to church. But God, shh. Listen, I, I need you to keep reading. Shh. I need you to keep praying. Shh. But but God, I'm not seeing. God, I'm not seeing. Shh. Just do what I've told you to do. Don't know what day you may be. Um, but Listen, so often we get discouraged because we want God working on our timetable. Did y'all hear me? We want God working on our timetable. Ecclesiastes 3 says God makes all things beautiful in, in his time, not on, not on our time. So sometimes we just got to zip it and keep on walking. And let me tell you what's interesting about this story. And we're about to close. Go ahead and stand all over the house. Listen, watch this. Every Bible school that I've ever been in, I, every time I've ever preached about Jericho, it was about the shout. I mean, really, I'm, t- I could, I'm telling you, I could rock it. Ooh, I, I'm t- I could go in some churches, and all I could do is preach on the shout, and I'm, t- and I'm telling you, we're, this place would be, whew, I mean, just jumping. But as I looked at the Scripture this time, and you can start the music in the background. Listen, as I look at, the, as I look at it this time, God says, zip it. And walk. Listen, God's saying, don't say a word, but just trust that I'm working. Trust that when you cannot see what I'm doing, trust that I am working. Keep the faith and keep walking. Keep the faith and keep believing. Listen, I want to tell you right now, I don't know what lap you may be on, but don't you quit. Listen, I thought about it like, you may be on lap six. Some of you right now probably came and said, you know what? I'm going to try, I'm, I'm try this thing one more time. I'm going to give church one more try. And I've done the church thing before and it didn't. You may be on lap six. And you're about to stop and say, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. That's enough. Listen, you don't know what lap you're on. So do not quit. Listen, I feel like God sent me this way to tell you to zip it and keep on Zip it and keep on walking. Don't quit now. You may be on lap six. You don't. I, I don't know. Listen, don't think that I had not thought. God, what are you doing with this ministry? God, it's just not quite where I thought it. God, like shh. Listen, don't think pastors don't think. You know what? It's, maybe it's time to move on. know the story. After day six, they shouted. They were able to release the shouting, the wall fell flat. Everything and if it followed. As Doug always said, because God pushed me. It wind, makes sense to right me. Because right right God now. flashed the wall. Listen, here's what I want to tell you real quick, and I'm done. There's something totally different about the shout, but God has hit your oh. side Right listen, there's something now, totally different about the child. God has signed me for six. God, yeah, hear me about it, hear me about it. Really, God sent me this way to tell me to zip it? Wow. You all yep. But them, you never lost it. No, but yeah, we're trying to do you know, this. We don't try and pick up his strategy, we try to tell him the strategy. But God, here's how we need to do it. Well, God, I think if we do God, here's what I'm saying. God, if you get me promoted into this position, then I'll be able to zip it. Listen, the victory is already ours. We just have to figure out the strategy that God has for us, for the victory. Got it! God's got it, and I needed to hear that today, and I've been trying to plan it and figure it and strategize it. I've been trying to work it, and today you really taught me to zip it. Listen, the shout's coming. The, shout, the shout's coming. They, they just had to keep getting the instructions from, from Joshua. One one day at a time. No, go back to the camp and rest. We'll walk again tomorrow. Then on the 7th, now you can release the shout. Listen, and I came to prophesy over somebody, you will one day release the shout. Listen, the shout is coming. For that that you have been asking God for, you will one day release the shout. But right now, while God has you walking, zip it and walk and just trust him. Because when we talk, we get in the natural. We begin talking about the situation and tell about how big it is and, 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 and how it's beyond us and we don't know what's going to happen and we don't know what. It don't matter to zip it. Just walk. That's what faith is, folks. When you cannot see the evidence of what you are believing God for, but you walk anyway. That's faith. That's faith that's faith that God put us on this earth to live by by faith and not by help me sight you don't always get to see what God's got next you don't always get to see it until God's ready to reveal it oh I believe it's Isaiah says the secret things of God they're secret but you gotta trust him and that's the faith that's what you do. And so right now for everybody that raised your hand I just wanna just want to pray of you today real quick. And then we're going to invite our kids and teachers and administrators to come down. And we're going to pray over every child in this place today before they go back to school on Wednesday. Go back to school on Wednesday. So let me. But I want to pray for you first. God, you see exactly where each person is at. You see their need. God, you probably heard from them this morning. God, I'm going to do this church thing one more time it didn't work the last three times I'm going to try it one more time and God today you rang their bell you drove up in their driveway you went up on their porch you rang their doorbell it's not ours it's yours we serve a victorious God and we just have to get in our spirit an understanding that we're going to win Jesus said in this word you will have troubles you will have tribulations but you can be of good cheer you win told us, Jesus, you said, we win. You can be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We win. And so God, I pray right now that we take our eyes off of what's going on around us and solely focus in on you and just faithfully march. Just faithfully move when you say move. Just faithfully do what you say do. Help us, God. Starting with this pastor. Help us, God. Help us, God. To stay focused on you. And God, we trust your plan.